artificial intelligence, robotics, gene sequencing, the stuff of headlines, science fiction, and sometimes even our own worst fears. It's all on view at the brand new MIT Museum, a place where the latest scientific advancements fill galleries, but only really work with your input. Special correspondent Jared Bowen of GBH Boston takes a look at this artistic frontier for our arts and culture series, Canvas. On the third floor of the new MIT Museum, there's a robotics lab, and not for show. PhD students like Yanwei Wang staff it, compiling research from visitors like me willing to sit down for an experiment, collecting data about how the robot works with me. And the idea is human is going to teach this robot to do a motion. A simple task, guiding the robot to move a block from one side of the table to the other. But then I'm asked Smart. to disrupt it. <laughs> OK, now you can push it a little bit gently. You can sort of push it back. The goal here is to teach robots to operate alongside humans in settings like a factory, places where they're typically cordoned off. We want to show that robots are inherently safe. There are people who fear that robots may take over manufacturing. They may take over the world in some regard. We don't want a future where robots sort of replace human jobs. And that's why building this trust for humans to trust robots to be a reliable partner is so important. This is one of myriad exhibits that make this a museum of the now, says director John Durant. We're here to turn MIT inside out. We want people to understand what contemporary research and innovation are all about and what they mean for everyday life. The MIT Museum recently reopened in a new building on the school's Cambridge, Massachusetts campus. Directly across from Google, it's deliberately centered in the heart of one of the world's chief innovation hubs. So while you'll find a history of MIT benchmarks here, like early computing systems, much of the focus is on the science advancing our world. A great deal of the uh, research that's done today is, is done with public expenditure, taxpayer dollars. The public deserves to know what's being done with their money. And it's all within reach here, the starshade pedal that will allow NASA to detect exoplanets, part of the machine used to sequence the human genome a prototype of the LIGO detector that measured what Einstein could only predict in his theory of relativity. All triumphs of scientific ingenuity, but then there are the pursuits that raise ethical eyebrows. When might it be appropriate to go in and permanently change the genetic structure of living things in the wild to try and alleviate diseases, uh, things uh, like Lyme disease? To answer those questions, the MIT Museum has invited artists to interrogate innovation with artwork and installations. Like artist Heather Dewey Hagborg, imagining the future pig, bred to be the size of a cow, to have colorful coats, or for an altogether different use. Altering the genetic structure of, for example, pigs, so that in principle their organs could be used for transplantation into humans. Do we think that's okay? Is it safe? Is it ethical? If people walk out of here with more questions than they came in with, I think that's, that's a good thing. Especially as it relates to artificial intelligence, says Lindsay Bartholomew, the museum's exhibit and experience developer. We sat down in front of the speech President Nixon delivered in 1969 when the moon landing ended in tragedy. Fate has ordained that the men who went to the moon to explore in peace will stay on the moon to rest in peace. That never happened. It didn't happen, right. Um, 
the next President Nixon had two speeches written for him. One if the moon landing succeeded and one if the moon landing failed. He never gave the failed speech until a couple of artists that we worked with, Fran Panetta and Halsey Burgund, with support from the Center for Advanced Virtuality here at MIT, basically made Nixon give that speech. Using AI, I got right up on that screen thinking that I would be able to detect something. I could figure out maybe where the audio cuts are. I could see the digital manipulation or animation, whatever they did. I couldn't see anything. Yeah, it's really, really well done. What I think is really interesting about this is it just invites the question that I think we all have been considering more lately of can technology affect what's real? Who gets to decide what's real? It's also here where art and AI coalesce or collide, depending on where you come down. Visitors are invited to sit down and co-author a poem with artificial intelligence software, just as others have done in a river of poems that runs overhead. It prompts you to choose a mood. We went with inspiring and a title. Mine was pointed, the purity of artists. The machine sends up the first line, and then it's a volley of verbiage. So we've gone from kind of a fire metaphor to a <laughs> weaving metaphor. It likes its metaphors. <laughs> it likes its metaphors. <laughs> so how does it feel as you're doing this? Do you feel like you're being kind of supported in your artistic process? I do. Or? There is an intellectual rigor to this to try. I feel like I'm trying to keep up with the AI. So we start out thinking, what does it mean for machines to be creative? We end up learning a little bit about what it means for us to be creative. A few lines later, our co-authored poem floats off overhead. And in this museum filled with technology that has changed the nature of humanity, the nature of art and artist suddenly blurs, line by line. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm Jared Bowen in Cambridge, Massachusetts.